Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, hey, y'all. How are you doing? We're good here. Good there. (laughs) I am so excited. All right, y'all. Episode 64 of Sea Chats coming at you. It's one of our favorite series. It's the Sea Chat Spotlight. And we have an awesome, awesome spotlight today to share with you. Yes. Should I even tell them? I don't want to. I'm just going to tell you her name is Samantha. And we're going to let her introduce herself. Yeah. And you're going to recognize her. You're going to recognize Those of you in the community, you know her because she just really provides great insight content and she's in there hanging out saying, hey, yeah, she's amazing. Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, we go. Let's go. Let's 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 just get into it. Let's Let's go. I can't wait. Here we go, y'all. Boom. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Good. How are you, ladies? We are just so excited to have you back because this is actually, we did things kind of in reverse. So You explained your whole business process to us a few weeks ago, and I'm going to link up that video so people can see that. But now we're turning around and we're shining the spotlight on you and your business, and we're not getting so technical. We're going to have some fun with this. Uh, If people want to see the technical, the details behind the scenes, you can do the See It With Sea Chats. Samantha was the first one that volunteered, and her process is awesome. And we're going to talk a little bit today about how you've been tweaking that process over since we did See It With Sea Chats. So, um, all right, tell us all about you, business, and where you're located. So, I'm Samantha Pratt. I own Sorting with Samantha. Um, that is my name on Instagram, eBay, Facebook, sortingwithsamantha.com. So, that's where you can find me. Um, I social, live in social media back, backpack on keeping your name consistent. I'm giving you a little yes. backpack there. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Like it. Um, Go ahead. I'm in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is not part of Canada, but everybody thinks it is. I can look out my window though and see Canada, so we're quite close. Oh, um, you're that close. Mm-hmm, yeah. The international bridge here, it's we can just go to Canada in like five minutes. So oh, when they're cool. open. I haven't been there in probably two and a half years, but when they're open. <laughs> Wow. So I learned something is what people that live on the Upper Peninsula are called. We are youpers. Youpers. Did you know that, Molly? I did not know that. So there are two youpers in our group. Well, one has moved away, um, but is a former youper. So yeah, I learned that from in the community. I'm like, that is pretty cool. I love that. And then I did not love that. We have a bridge, the Mackinac Bridge connects the two peninsulas of Michigan, and people that live in the lower peninsula are trolls because they live below the bridge. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good to know if I ever decide to move up there, which, no offense, but I probably won't because it's a little too cold for my blood, but I'll yeah. have to make sure that I go on the proper side of the bridge. <laughs> yes, yes. It's definitely better up here. It, it warmed up to 20 today, so we're doing good. A it balmy was, 20. A it balmy was three 20. when I woke up. So we're getting there. Wow. That just makes wow. everything hurt, Samantha. It Are there like two days hurt. when you can go outside and go swimming in the summer? Or how does that work? Um, we usually have a couple months. It's not too bad. Okay. But anybody that visits thinks we're crazy. They're like, why would you swim here? 
And when I go on vacation, we normally go in the spring or the fall when everybody else is still wearing jackets where we go, like Vegas or Carolinas or things like that. And we're running around in t-shirts and shorts and hanging out at the pools and people think we're nuts. <laughs> it is what you get used to, isn't it? I know when mm. Molly moved up up north for a brief bit, you were fr- you were freezing all the time. All the time. Couldn't handle it. So cold. Oh, I was so cold. I was born and raised on an island down south. I don't do cold. My body can't take it. (laughs) I used to it though. You got used to it. (laughs) I I don't think I ever actually got used to it. No, I think I think (laughs) I I, no No. tolerated it. (laughs) I tolerated it. All right, all right. I really just Samantha. I really just stayed inside. I mean, that's what I did. Right. She did. Too. I just kind of stayed in, stayed indoors. So she did. Yeah. And when we're outside, you had to have the fire pit going at all oh, times. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Yeah. So I am. I'm dying to know when and why did you start your business? So I um, started ten, eleven years ago. It was just a side thing. I actually organized for people. I you can't tell by this. Don't look at this, but (laughs) I like Heidi. (laughs) I like to be organized. So I started out just organizing people's cabinets and my friends' pantries or their garages or things like that. And they, they wanted to throw things away or just donate it. And I knew that even on Facebook, I could make them some money. I'm like, well, let's do that. We'll split it. Let's come on. Um, and even though I was doing well with organizing on the side, it quickly turned into a much more lucrative thing just to sell things for people. And it mm. cleaned out their space and they were able to get organized anyways. So they really didn't need the organization part of it. They needed to get rid of their stuff and the money motivated them to do that. So I never really had to advertise a lot it was word of mouth and friends that um heard that I did that and they wanted me to come over and take their things so pre-pandemic I would go to their house go through their things for them even if I wasn't organizing I would just help them you know this this truly is a donate I don't want to deal with this and I'll take these things for you and and do that kind of thing and then we would split it and it went from there um I I started in healthcare right out of high school. I was a nurse aide, and then I went as a receptionist in the doctor's offices, and then moved up the ranks, and I was um, a director of several doctor's offices over a couple different counties, had lots of employees. Um, Pandemic's really hard, and I got extremely burned out. I was burned out before the pandemic. I was going to say that is a very high pressure job, very high pressure job. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't really last, uh, it was, it was tough and I knew that I needed a change. So I had this side thing going on, which I honestly have ignored the last few years and I would do it here and there. I don't know why people were still bringing me their stuff because it would sit here forever. Like, Oh yeah. They don't would, care. Right. You can't right, stop they, it. You can't stop it. matters. So it was easy, not easy, it's always hard, but it was easier to quit my job of 15 years and the only place I've ever worked other than, you know, high school and stuff um, and transition into this and just go full bore. Luckily, I have a very supportive husband and family 
and everybody knew that I did this and I love to do it. So they were just happier that I could do it during the day and not take up their weekends or things like that. Yeah, that's wonderful. I want to back up about your business because one of the things I love, well, first of all, I love your name and your logo, which I told you way back when, but oh. starting with Samantha, your tagline, what's your tag? Tell everybody your tagline that you have on your consignment made easy that I just I mean, that just makes me want to do business with you. Like, I want it made easy. And I love, love, love that. I think you did an amazing job with that. I I think it's beyond amazing. I mean, I think it's one of the best ones we've seen. Not that I want to play favorites, but it really is a good example of getting your point across in a a simple Simple, way. Warm, welcoming, I want to be a part of it way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I have really struggled with it, especially since quitting my job, because I, sorting with Samantha was more on the um, organizing and I would come and sort your things. And, and then it evolved to sorting when I would come and pick it up and sell mm-hmm. your things. And I, I, f- I felt recently that like, maybe I should rebrand. Maybe it's not truly what I do oh. anymore. Cause now people bring it to me and I, I feel like kind of a fake, like I don't come to your house and pick it up anymore, but now that we're kind of coming out of that, I'm going back to that. So it's feeling more true to myself again. <laughs> I think the but point think gets across even like since you're already branded, like, all right, so I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm not in Conchahawken anymore. I'm not in Conchi right. anymore, but that is still the name of my business. And people don't think of it as that. So, you know, you do reach a point when you're branded where the name of your business doesn't necessarily... It may not necessarily correlate, but you're branded. You're sorting. Yeah. You are sorting with Samantha, whether or not you're sorting or not. Yeah. That was part of the struggle too, was because I'll be at like sporting events or or anywhere and somebody will ask a question about something and they'll be like, oh, hey, well, sorting with Samantha's here. Just ask her. So <laughs> it's my thing. <laughs> I love thing. it. I love it. I do. Where people that, um, that live outside of your area, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking about your name in different places, but where are all the different places people can find your business? So sortingwithsamantha.com um, has all of my products right there on the website. Um, I'm on eBay and Facebook, and I just linked my shop to Instagram. So I'm learning mm-hmm. about that. Um, yeah. So yeah. sorting with Samantha, just search it. You should find me. <laughs> that is so easy. Sorting with Samantha.com, right? It I mean, really is. Boom. It really is. And we'll link all that up on here for people too. Yeah. Um, what about your Facebook auction group? Tell us about that. Yes. So I doing this part-time, I dabbled in face or eBay here and there, but I was primarily Facebook. Uh, marketplace was just becoming a thing. Um, pe- you know, you, people were starting all those local sell groups and things like that. So that was about the same time I started selling stuff. Um, I really liked eBay, but a lot of things scared me like shipping and printing labels and returns and things like that. And I already had a good base of people here in the Sioux that wanted to do business with me, but they needed a platform. Um, a Canadian gentleman had actually started the group for our county. I, I think he's dual citizenship. I don't know, but he had started the one on our side and it was an auction group. It had like 20 people and it, nobody ever posted anything. I had no idea what it was. 
So I started asking questions. I started posting some things. It's 24 hours. You post it. And 24 hours from the time you post it, that's when it's done. People put their, their bids in the comments. Um, we have rules like it has to be a, at least a 50 cent increment. So you're not getting those weird bids and all over the place. Um, and really back then, that was like our only rule, 50 cent increments. <laughs> um, and he, he, he kind of just let me kind of take over. And eventually he was like, uh, you're the only one doing anything with this. And I had grown it to like a thousand people in, in like a month. And, and so he was like, run with it. I've never met the man and I don't think he's even part of our group anymore. I don't. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I just took over this group and now we have almost 6,000 members, which I'm not really trying to grow it anymore because once it gets to a certain point, it's hard to manage. So right. I have for a while, I was the only one selling stuff. I would post a hundred items every weekend and just do that from my front porch. That was my side hustle. Come pick my, come pick your stuff up. Um, now I have other people reselling kind of became a thing, even though I live in a rural area, it's not super prominent here. We have one goodwill within like a three mile radius or 300 mile radius or whatever. So it's, wow. yeah. Um, so not super prominent, but people are using it and other people are auctioning. And so it's, it's evolved and it's quite the community now. Um, now do you keep that separate from sorting with Samantha or is it tied into your business model? My Facebook business page posts things in the group. So people see my name and they see stuff on there. Um, But it is separate as far as like, uh, I don't, I'm not like sharing items from my website or things like that. If I clearance stuff or stuff's at the end of its thing, I throw it on there for a couple bucks and just try to do a quick flip. Um, Just try before I go to the donation part of it or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's not a huge part of my business anymore, but it was definitely the foundation of what got me started with really doing this. Wow, that is so interesting. Very cool. All right, so I want to ask you a little bit about the organizing. So Mm -hmm. you were into this like way before uh, Marie Kondo came on the scene. Uh, Thoughts on Marie Kondo and that whole method? I haven't read the book and I haven't watched the show. And I think I saw like one thing on okay. Good Morning America, which mm-hmm. was weird because she doesn't speak English. So it was very awkward. Um, <laughs> but the, the thought of going. I forgot things, about that. She has an inter. I totally I've watched it. I totally it, I totally forgot about that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but her the thought process behind it is is exactly what I was trying to express to people. If you're not using it, if you're not finding that joy, like she says, and it's not something, it's just sitting on a shelf collecting dust or, I mean, it's one thing if it sits on a shelf and you look at it every couple of weeks and go, oh, I really loved that memory or that thing. But at the same time, if you have a lot of that, Mm -hmm. you don't need that either. So her, her premise on that is fantastic. I think It, it really gets people to think about why, are you keeping this? <laughs> yeah, it is. And we, we've run into that a lot in consignment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just tell people. Uh, so my son was really into the Incredibles. I've watched it like a thousand times. If everything is special, then nothing is, right? Yes. And when you have a lot, that kind of, yeah. Right. Yep. I, I love this whole organ. My mom's going to be so excited. 
because she is like an organizational, it is what she loves more than anything. It was not her career or anything like that, but it is what she loves more than anything. So she's going to be excited by how um, you got into the business and the organizing. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm going to jump in real quick, y'all, and tell you I'm muting because they're vacuuming, but I'm still here. But Libby, you got to run the show. I'm listening, but I'm muting because of background noise. (laughs) Who's going to keep us on track? I know. All right. Off the rails, Samantha. Here we go. We get to do whatever we want. All right. So you get most of your inventory. Uh, Originally, you got it as because they were personal organizing clients, things like that. Um, How do you get the majority of your inventory and consigners now? Is it through the auction group? Is it just word of mouth. Um, a lot of the people I started with years ago are still my clients and they still bring me awesome stuff. I don't know where or how they buy all of these things, but they yes. had them. Um, the auction group helps too, because people that sell on there, if they're like, I, I just had a lady drop some stuff off. She's like, uh, can my family see those posts if they're not in the group? And I'm like, yeah, they can. It's a public group. It could show up in their newsfeed. I don't want to sell their stuff, but I don't want all this crap they gave me for Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, send it over and I will list it in all my places and we'll go from there. So that generates some stuff too. But I mean, word of mouth, I've, I've hardly ever had to advertise once in a while. I'll say, Hey, I have a spot open. And then I get Mm -hmm. 20 more people that want to consign with me. I have a wait list right now. And I actually had a, a, a family friend get quite mad at me over the last weekend because she said she had stuff and I said great I have a list (laughs) I said I'll I'll call you in a a year I don't know and uh, she got mad because she wanted me to bump her up on the list because you know family friend and yeah all that and yeah so if anything people are fighting to get into it I wish more people would do it I've been saying that probably for the last year like the I wish more people because there's more people and I, we're not the only ones in this situation where we have a wait list where there's more people than you can mm-hmm. possibly handle or possibly process. And it is, it is frustrating. Maybe we'll have to do like an episode on how to handle, handle the backlog, little things, tips and tricks to say to people to, you know, ease it. And I think, um, it is good to have a waiting list and a backlog because it definitely sends the message that your service is valuable. You are providing mm-hmm. a service that is in demand. So maybe we can brainstorm some positive spins we can put on that. Yeah. So one thing that I've been doing with my wait list, even because I have a lot of people on there, some of them have been on there for a long time because yeah. I was part-time, I was working pandemic. I stopped. I mean, 60 hours a week at the hospital was not conducive. I can't, um, I just like hats off to you. I can't believe you were working that in that pressure cooker and running this as a side hustle. Like, I, I don't know not, how that's not well. Possible. Not well. Not well. <laughs> Um, and there were times when I thought about just quitting it all together, posting on my page and just being done with it. But mm-hmm. my end goal eventually was to do this all the time. So yay, I'm here. Um, wow. Yeah. You have to be um, so proud of that. I mean, that is, I, there are so many people probably watching this that have that as their end goal. 
and are, are looking to do that. So, you know, thank you for bringing that up because it is so inspirational. And certainly there are people watching that really need it to hear that, that it is possible and you can make that life change. Yeah. And I, I overthought it for way too long. Like I wanted to have every duck in a row with a backup duck. Yeah, Molly. <laughs> I wanted to have everything absolutely perfect. My husband is actually much older than me. He's close to retirement. He's like, if you quit your job, what are we going to do? We only have healthcare for two more years. And there were just so many things. And I actually didn't tell him I was quitting my job. I, um, yeah, we talked about it. I mean, he saw the break. I came home crying every day. Like he saw it. Mm. And one night I stayed until about 9 p.m., which was a 14 hour shift and was not unheard of. He didn't think anything of it. I drove the three blocks home. I walked in the back door and I started bawling again. Didn't think nothing of it. That was my life at the time. And I said, wow. I, I only have one more month and I'm not going back. And he just went, okay, we'll figure that out. Well, okay. So I just had to let go of the overthinking and the, and just focus on the fact that I couldn't come home crying every night. I couldn't work 14 hour shifts and have that be normal. I couldn't. And if I do work 14 hour shift, I'm doing it at home. I have no problem getting up at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, working all day while my family is gone to school or work or doing their things cooking dinner, going to sports, having family time, and then coming back in my office until 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Cause I enjoy it. I'm fine with that. My husband goes, you're still working so many hours. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like listening to podcasts and watching YouTube and posting stuff. And I'm having a great, I'm winding down before I go to bed. I'm good. I, I got wow. a quick moment of no vacuum. So I want to say, yeah. I got chills everywhere. Go ahead. I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, I hope I'm scared. I mean, running. Just, well, I didn't put makeup on today, so I can cry all I want. I mean, literally chills. I just love your story. I love it. But I also am so in love with a backup duck. I like a backup duck. I yeah. was going to say that's one of the backup duck. duck. <laughs> got, that's my new thing now. I got backup ducks. Not <laughs> only do you put them in a row, but you have backups you in case one backup steps duck. out of line. Yeah, it's perfectionist yeah. mentality. Had to have all my ducks in a row and a backup duck. I that, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so, do Thank you think you. there's one thing that really? I mean, I understand like it was it was very difficult, and you would come home and like what was that one aha moment where you were like, I just I can't live my life like this. Was there one thing that put you just over um, the edge? I I think flexibility was the biggest thing mm -hmm. um I, I've worked a lot of roles at the hospital and it always like revolved around a shift because I I worked on med surge just 12-hour shifts that was great when my daughter was a, an infant and then I mm -hmm. went to the nine to five office jobs because she was in school and then and I always tried to center my role or my duties at the hospital around a schedule and when it got to the point where I didn't have a schedule anymore, I was just at work and I wasn't seeing my daughter. I missed an entire basketball season, which is ridiculous. Uh, my daughter has always played basketball and I am at one of those moms that's at every game and travel to everything and do everything. And I get that once in a while you can't make stuff and she's got set parents. So she's got four parents that can get to stuff we share. It's great. 
but when I missed an entire season, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that night I was sitting there and like I said, I didn't come home until about nine, but I didn't get done with work until about 7 PM. And I went to get up and I still had so many things to do. And so, and I knew I was just coming home to get my laptop out and work. That, that was it. I wanted to do that work for me and not for somebody else. That's only going to pay me a salary of 40 hours a week. Yeah. And then you're trying to be there for your family. And if you're so emotionally and schedulely drained, Mm -hmm. but not that you got to be there for you, you got to, you got to do you so that you can be there for them. And you weren't getting any of that. I wasn't there for my employees. I wasn't there for my family. I wasn't there for my patients, my coworkers, my nobody. I was checked out and sad and leaving my desk in the middle of the day to cry. And like, it was, it was just too much. There, there was a lot of things, but the flexibility of being able to do this um, was the biggest turn on to wanting to do it full time. And the other side, I mean, the pandemic was terrible. It was overwhelming. Healthcare sucks. Everybody's short staff now get that. My dad was so caught up on the, well, now you're unemployed. Now you're unemployed. Oh my gosh, you're unemployed. You've never been unemployed. Nobody in my family is unemployed. And he was just so, I said, no dad, I'm self-employed, self-employed. I have I've had a business. I have just not been running it very well or paying very much attention to it, but I am self-employed look at my taxes from the last several years (laughs) like I said and if it fails if I put everything I got into this for the next six months or a year and it's not going anywhere and it's not doing anything I can go get a job everybody's hiring yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point yeah I mean, I, I have to say yeah. I went through a very, very similar with my family, very similar with my family. And I just said, if I don't do this before I was under 40 at the time, if, if I don't do this, I've always wanted to own a business. I didn't necessarily care what the business was, to be honest with you. But um, if I don't do this before I'm four, I will never forgive myself. Like I am going to try it. Right. And mm-hmm. if it fails, it fails. And I'm okay with that, but I will never forgive myself if I don't follow, you know, what I mm-hmm. believe I was meant to do, which is run a business. So I, I get, I mean, I get that in the whole, and I think a lot of it is fear, um, you know, from the funny part is my family's all entrepreneurs, but anyway, when they see how they're you know, scared for you because it is taking, you know, it is taking a leap and it's a lot of times it's out of love that they have that, that concern. It's not anything else. It's just out of love and concern. And you are taking that leap. And sometimes you need somebody to say, it's okay if you take that leap because Mm -hmm. you know, and it is really, really scary. Um, It sounds like your husband came around and is super supportive and is is there for you. That's wonderful. Yeah. So my my brother is like my biggest supporter. He he we're super close, and he would just talk to me. He's like, "You're you're not happy. Like, what do you need to do to make you happy? Like, that's." And he was so good about that. I'm the solid one. I'm I'm the only one in my family that like owns a house and has nice vehicles. And I've always like take it I moved out at a very young age and I've always just taken care of everybody and just been the solid reliable 
401k got it covered person. And then I quit my job. So jump ship. Wow. In the end, that's what's most important is you being happy. Your brother's right. I mean, yeah, life is short. You need to find what makes you happy. So do you wake up now like excited? Like Libby, we wake up and we're like talking over coffee. Okay, what are we doing today? My feet hit the ground this morning and I was like, I am so happy I do something I love. I get to talk to Samantha today. I get to go list stuff and ship. I was just like, woo. Mm-hmm. That's not every morning, but it was this morning. <laughs> right. And we have the flexibility. There are mornings when I take a little bit more time to go to bed or my shower is a little bit later, but we have that flexibility. But I, I'm actually quite surprised that I still like set an alarm and get up at a certain time. And I still try to structure my day and I have goals and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, That's- I think a lot of people thought I was going to sit and watch Netflix. I don't <laughs> Well, some people in my life still think I do that all day because you're home all day. Oh, no, you can do it. You're home all day. You can handle that. Oh, yeah. I'm not running to business. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Sorry. So I'm going to change around the next question I have for you just a little bit. So the original question was, what advice would you give to someone just starting? You can handle this. I got you. studied for this. I was (laughs) going to ask that question. So I'm glad you're speaking up because I was going to ask it. All right. So. What advice would you give someone that is kind of on the precipice? They're ready to take that leap. You know, they're very unhappy with their life. They know they want to go full time. What advice would you give them? Stop overthinking it and focus on one platform. I think, especially right now, um, whatnot is taking off and everybody's on Poshmark and Mm. eBay and everybody has all these different things Mm. and you watch the videos and you listen to the podcasts and I sold this on this and and it's, it's so much. And even my, how the, the C chat spotlight was me showing a lot of different things and how Mm -hmm. I linked them all together. I didn't get there overnight. Like it wasn't a quick, I'm going to start this all tomorrow. You have to take one thing, focus on it, whether it's your Facebook page and building that up while you're listing stuff on eBay or just list stuff on eBay. You don't have to do a circular. You can do a linear and you can just focus on one thing. And then once you build that and you feel like you have a foundation for that, then start adding the other things. I have gotten sidetracked on so many other things before and I've had to come back and be like, no, I need to list on this or focus on this. And that's what's going to build you and make you comfortable with what you're doing. I think that is just absolutely incredible advice. I think, yes, I love it. I love it. All right. So last question. Go ahead. You ask it, Molly. Come on, let me in. Let me in. What is the one thing that you're most proud about your business? Most proud of? Feeling pretty good about myself right now talking to you guys. Um, Good. But that, that was the question that kind of stumped me. I am not proud of myself. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I am. I'm doing it. But I don't think I'm doing anything spectacular. Um, I just needed a but different I what? needed a different balance in my life. So I, I created it. I made that balance. And, I mean, I have struggles just like anybody else there. I am still in the beginnings of this, um, even though I've been doing it for 10 years. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing me. 
I guess, I guess that's, that's what I'm more proud of. I've never, I've never done something for me. I've done something because it's right. I've done something because that's what you're supposed to I've done a lot of things that you weren't supposed to do. So that's <laughs> kind of overcorrected. As that's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I finally just went, is this what I'm supposed to do or what can I do to be happy? So I chose happiness and so far everybody else in my life is pretty darn happy when I'm around and with what we're doing. So it's working. Yeah. It's amazing when you, you know, fill your cup, it is amazing how that, you know, flows out to other people and wow. I, I'm shocked at your answer because I thought you were just going to come in here and be like, after all of these amazing things you just said, I thought you're going to be like, I am so proud of the fact, like there are 10 things I could have picked these. I know. Said. I'm so proud of you. And we're just new online friends. And I am so proud of your entire journey, your entire journey. And I am really yeah. proud that you are putting this out there because you never know who you're going to inspire. Uh, maybe you'll find out who you inspired. Maybe you won't, but I can guarantee you that this spotlight is going to inspire someone to change their life and choose happiness and fill their cup and change a situation that they're in. So finding you guys. And I mean, I found you, you only had a couple podcasts out. It was in the beginning and listening to you and watching you guys grow and your processes and being able to talk with you guys that that was a big help seeing that other people out there they're doing this they're making it work and being able to have a community that we can work through things if I do have a struggle or questions Mm -hmm. or uh, it's helped a ton so thank you Everybody, get in there. Group hug, all all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, just love this, everything about it. Really appreciate you and sharing your story and letting us shine the spotlight on you. All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Well, <laughs> oh, she is a sorting with Samantha. Oh, now that's oh, branding. Now, that is branding. <laughs> that is branding. All right. Yep. We got to get in the game, girl. We've been. Oh, wait, you gave it. up coffee. Oh, wow. I laughed. I cried. We I did laugh and cry. Yes. That was an emotional roller coaster. That was an but a good one. A really fun one. Such <laughs> a great spotlight. Um, love, love Samantha. Love her. I, we have so much more that we even wanted to talk to her about, too. Oh, <sighs> gosh. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a spotlight sorting with Samantha part two. <laughs> I think there's going to have to be because after we kind of hopped off, we talked for a minute and there's a whole other thing that we didn't even get into, which is we did the see it with C chats with her, where she explained her business process processes. And there are changes she's done in the meantime to improve that process since doing the spotlight. We didn't get to talk about that. With so much other stuff to do. Uh, And she was talking a little bit about a a weekly business meeting she does with uh, some colleagues, which I was kind of intrigued by. I want to know more about that. I I do too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know more. Okay. That's (laughs) just it. We're going to have to figure out something else. We'll make up a whole nother series just to have her on again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because she's done See It With C-Chats and now she's done the C-Chat Spotlight. We're going to have to come up with a new series. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or we can just have her on because we're the bosses and we decided so. 
Yeah, that's also a possibility. That's I mean, a very that. good possibility. All right. So listen, um, community, let's talk community. All right. Well, there's one thing that we didn't mention in last week's episode. I had to issue a correction on social media last week. My we bad. Talked about, uh, My bad. Plans for 2022. Uh, we we're mapping out our journey for 2022. And there was something very important we forgot. Are y'all ready? Here it is. We are going to do another Molly's Lista Palooza. That was so fun. Yeah, Yeah, we need that roadcaster. We need that roadcaster. Crowd is cheering in the background because we loved the first Molly's Lista Palooza, not just because it was my face and name, (laughs) but everybody got so into it. And we met our goal. We exceeded our goal. We had a ball supporting each other. It was just a ton of fun. And because I'm getting myself back in the game and I'm going to make it about me, we're going to do a Molly's <laughs> list of blues. <laughs> and we're going to get everybody in the game. And I'm going to let you know the date. How about if I commit that I will have it out soon? Soon. <laughs> I, I got a committed date, Lydia. What? Give me a date. We'll right, have not date. right here. Not right here. I'm right because we got to see when the episodes release. You know, we. All right, I'm going to get you a date soon. Making me we're nervous. Start building up, but y'all better start doing your exercises. Get to the gym. Well, honestly, ready. that was one of my favorite parts of the list of Palooza was seeing what kind of uh, social media you were going to do with the cheesy headband and the lifting weights and the you know Rocky theme song. Yeah, uh, but that so was my favorite. I'm going to come up with some good prizes because we got winners and winners, winners, although we're all winners, y'all. I'm inclusive, but not everybody's getting a trophy here. We're all winners and I'll give you a pat on the back, but we're only giving certain people trophies. You got to really win to get a trophy. And by a trophy, I mean, probably like a gift card, but you know, it's all good. All right. What else? What's going on in the community? Well, what that was know? really what I wanted to say. We have a lot going on in the community. Uh, a lot of, a lot of questions. We're setting up our next round table. So if you're not over in the community, we do that on Facebook. So it is uh, on our website, consignmentchats.com. You can link up to all the places we are, all the things we're doing, the book club, uh, just, you know, you just can't get enough you're going to go to see consignmentchats.com you're going to like this video so you get notifications in case we decide to do a live at some point you don't want to miss out on that uh so you can chat with us in the live and if you haven't subscribed to us on youtube yet i mean shame on you oh if you're watching us and you haven't subscribed i give up but maybe we're just not for you maybe we're just not for you (laughs) i just can't anymore like you just gotta subscribe or maybe you just forgot to click the button maybe you forgot to click the button you know what we do i forget things i'm forgetful i am so (laughs) i'll give you that but you better subscribe and listen (laughs) the other thing that i'm really i'm getting tired of the selfishness here we are a hashtag collaboration over competition you better share this with your friends your other reseller friends and consignment business owning don't hold it to yourself we're for Mm. everybody but not for everybody but not for everybody great but if you're a collaborative reseller we are for you we are for you and your collaborative reselling friends and you need to make sure that they come on over and they know we're here yeah because we are not uh going to be spending money ads anything like that 
Uh, it is all word of mouth. It is all community building from person to person. We are not spending money on ads. We are not recruiting people. We are not into that. And we will not be doing that uh, because anytime, we want, probably. We so, want an authentic group <laughs> of authentic people doing authentic reselling. You see how I pop my word. There are so there are so many of us right now. There are so many of us right now, and I'm learning something new every day, every week, and I'm just very grateful for for the people we have right now. Love it. I yeah. love our group. Love it. I do. I do. All right. Well, we got to get to work. So um, we yeah. are bringing a lot of things in 2022. Some of them are a work in progress right now. So we actually have to get to work. Yeah. Make so we cheers goodbye with Samantha, but we'll do one more cheers. Yeah, let's do two. I'll show you my, my little coffee cup at my hotel with the lift. <laughs> cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, you can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.